Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. And it is episode 100. 100! Hey! Can you even believe it? No. Absolutely. Like when this (laughs) started, if you would have told me we'd be rocking and rolling still at the 100th episode, I probably would have told you to fuck off. Like, nah, probably not. Probably not. We would have gone our own ways and done our own things. Nope. We still here, bitches. It's very exciting. So still having a good time drinking. Yeah, still having a good time telling stories. It's just fun. I mean, I don't know. I I do think it's fun. I get to come mm-hmm. hang out with you, Aww. drink some drinks. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, right. There's nothing bad about that. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good time. Oh, it is a good time. Uh, this uh, episode, Michelle made our very own "I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now" cocktail. Yes, I did, and it was one of those like what the fuck should be in this cocktail? Right. And we've been going back and forth. One, obviously vodka. Obviously, yeah. I mean, that is our go-to. Maybe yeah. gin was like a close That's true. second. <laughs> we have a spurt of gin there, yeah. yeah. And I had some aviation gin down in the mm. uh, at my house, so I thought, you know, maybe we could use that. Yeah. But now we decided on vodka. And then Five Farms were like, ah. I know, Five Farms was in the mix a lot yeah. but i just felt like we needed a drink that matched our shirt yes <laughs> our exactly so we needed a red drink i had some cranberries in my freezer so i used those babies and made cranberry syrup which i'm obsessed with syrups as we all know <laughs> so i made cranberry syrup which again you it's like six cups of water you put your cranberries in you boil it for like 20 25 minutes you strain it really gently so you don't want to do any smashing of your fruit because mm. then it makes it cloudy Um, And then you get this gorgeous liquid and then you put, I think I put two cups of sugar in it Mm because I had a pretty good amount of water. And then you just boil that for five minutes, not 15 like I did and almost (laughs) made jelly. (laughs) You want a syrup, not a jelly. So, and then I made the limeade, the mint limeade that we've been making Mm -hmm. quite a bit of late. So that's really easy. You just throw some, what was it? Three limes into the blender, a cup of sugar. I threw a handful of mint in and then sort of filled it halfway up with water and poured that, strained it, boom, you got delicious mint limeade. So for the drink now, I did one part, one part, one part. So it made it really easy. So they're all equal. So I did two ounces of vodka, two ounces of that cranberry syrup, and two ounces of that limeade Mm. and put it into a shaker and then strained it out over, you know into our martini glass and now i've had like six of them <laughs> and they're very tasty they are is tasty more lime than cranberry but still very it good. is definitely more limey mm-hmm. than cranberry yeah but still yeah. good like yeah it's amazing and the color is beautiful well, so and you can't taste the booze you can't is... i asked you I'm like did you put vodka <laughs> like, in this uh, bitch is there a <laughs> yes, yes i promise a lot <laughs> And you can't taste it. It's so funny. Ugh, yummo. But in honor of our 100th episode, we are doing a giveaway. Ah, that so, swag we've been chatting about that's for right. the last bazillion years. That's right. So Monday, right now, so when you're listening to this now, we're posting our photo of our 100th episode. Ah. Very cute. <laughs> Tomorrow, August 16th, we are going to post a picture of... Pretty much us in the shirts and drinking. I mean, yeah. it's the giveaway photo. Really just everything that embodies us. You right. Know. 
Michelle's drinking in the background. In the background. <laughs> uh, but what? How are you going to win? We're gonna do it until Friday. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So you have until Friday to enter. So all you have to do is like, comment, and share either on Instagram or Facebook of that giveaway photo. And we'll pick a winner on Saturday. I think we'll probably pick maybe a couple winners. Oh, that's right. That's what you were saying. You were saying know. two or three. I was like actually thinking five. But oh, my gosh. We know, I know. I was going Do we crazy. have that many listeners? I hope. I was <laughs> <laughs> that was my concern. <laughs> we'll see how we're feeling that day, you know? Yeah, we'll, we might uh, get crazy. We might. So what the winners will get is either you can choose one of our t-shirts that you'll see in the photo or a tank top. Uh, so we'll reach out to you that you're a winner and... Uh, we'll get your size and address and send it on over to you. Yep, size and address and you'll get it. Uh, so we want to thank everyone who's been listening to us and we really appreciate it. So And all the drink suggestions that we've gotten over the oh, past yeah. hundred episodes. Amy sent Thank us you. one. Oh, did we get another one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Well, we'll a have pineapple to try it Pineapple upside down martini. Ooh. I know. It looked really good. So right. we'll have to try next that. Next time. Next time. So yeah. So thank you so much for listening for our um, 100th episode. And I have a surprise for you, Michelle. <gasps> what? I, <laughs> in honor of 100 oh, episodes... I kind of put together a compilation of you apologizing (laughs) for I would like to apologize for all the names I've gotten wrong in these 100 episodes. So this is just a small clip of... <laughs> Kill me. Uh, so I'm going to insert it here now, so I want to get your reaction after you listen to it. Oh, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Let's, I'm just going to say now, I know I say it every effing time, I apologize. Fair. I apologize. Fair. Okay. Girl, I apologize. <laughs> okay, I just want to especially apologize. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And again, I apologize. And then also, I'm just going to apologize. So after my apologies, here we go. <laughs> Cobrell, I don't know. Sorry. And if I get the names wrong, which most likely I will because we're in Thailand. Sorry. You're a dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's very... <laughs> and the sad thing is I'm totally going to have to apologize already. Like, again. <laughs> Sorry. It's so funny. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. It's so funny. Oh, we love it though. We love it, Michelle. I'm surprised you didn't put together a, if you will, that's my other go-to. That would take me more time. (laughs) I knew exactly where you were going to apologize. It's the beginning of your story. So I had to go through. (laughs) My my cheeks already hurt. (laughs) Setting. Well, I'm glad you like it. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Oh, goodness. Okay. Are we ready? Let's okay. get into our stories um, so I can apologize. <laughs> I have something special for this episode as oh, well. Oh, my God. As you can see, <gasps> I brought you out. You have your old book. I do. Oh, my God. So I'm telling, I'm retelling the very first story that we ever recorded that never aired because <laughs> it was so bad. The episode was so awful that we couldn't air it. Because it was our first time trying it out. It was just Didn't we bad. just all talk over each other and everything? Mm-hmm. And my story was like jumbled and I kept saying like a lot. And it was just, it was so bad. It was so bad. I do so, recall we could not air our first episode. We could not episode. air our first episode. <laughs> so I thought this is the lost episode all right. of our very first time. I so, have no memory of it whatsoever. I'm sure you'll remember once I start. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
So I'm <laughs> I'm gonna pull a Michelle and apologize because these are all <laughs> these are all Russian names. So oh, okay, okay. So this story is about Maria Vercheva. Maria Vercheva. Yeah. Okay. Which sounds good to me, right? Yeah. Sure. Nailed it. Probably. Uh, <laughs> So she's 19 years old. Okay. okay. And she is from Tartistan, and she's going to Moscow in 2001 to find work. Okay. She met her boyfriend, Sergey, and he set her up with a job selling stationery near the metro station. Okay. Okay. So it is February 23rd, 2002, and she is now three months pregnant, and her and her boyfriend have an argument. Mm-hmm. And she's very distraught. I'm assuming the baby is Sergei's. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So she's sitting there distraught, you know, selling her stationery. Mm-hmm. And a man approaches her, you know, being comforting and says, a woman always needs to have a financial interest, he says. Oh, and- that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, he says, you know, he feels bad that she's upset and she's pregnant. So he's like, let me help you. He has several boxes of brand new contraband cameras stashed inside the park that's nearby. And if she helped him move. Please sell these for me. Oh, that's pretty good. No, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Okay. (laughs) Kill me. (laughs) If she helped him move the cameras and she could keep half of them for herself to Mm. sell. And if she goes to prison, then she gets to keep the full sentence. I guess so, yeah. So they walk to this park, and by the time they get into the park, she sees a concrete well, and this is where the cameras are stashed. I do remember this story. (laughs) I know! (laughs) Yes. Okay, so it is now dark. By this time, they get to this Mm. concrete well. She said that she was in a hurry because she has to wake up early for work. So she's like, let's just get this done. I gotta Let's go. see those cameras so I can get home yeah. and get up early selling stationery again. This well had an, an iron manhole cover on it. And okay. so this man lifted it up and told her to come closer. As she came closer, he grabbed her and threw her inside this well. Ugh, can you? I can't even imagine how terrifying that would oh, be. Oh, I know. Absolutely not. I'd be like, where's the fucking cameras? <laughs> so... She was actually able to grab the size of the opening. So she was. Oh, so she caught herself on the way down. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. But then he grabbed her hair and started bashing her head into the side of this well. Oh, my God. Continuously. Dude, she's pregnant. (laughs) Right? He's banging her head and she decides to let go, knowing that if she keeps hanging on, she's going to die from, you know, from wounds to the head. Yeah. And as she was falling, the last thing he said to her was, take a bath down there. Which I'd is... be like, I won't, <laughs> jerk. So she falls 26 feet down into the sewage pipe, which is about three feet in diameter and two feet high. Okay. So it's a small space. Yeah. It's a very small space. But this is where the waste were is coming from for oh. Russia. So this isn't like fresh water no. by no means. <laughs> no. This is waste. Um, that she's in, and the stream of sewage can reach up to 50 miles per hour. What? Yeah, it's a fast-moving Poop stream. river. Yeah. I don't know what else to... Yeah, exactly. We're in 2001? No, 2002. So she fell yeah. 26 feet. Yes. And then landed in this, essentially, a. it seems like a puddle. I mean, it's not... Yeah, Very no. deep. So did she, like, break a shit ton of bones on yeah. her way down? No. That is she shocking. Didn't. 
Mm-mm. I would think her legs or something would be broken. No, I mean, it's not listed in the story. <laughs> um, but no. Okay. They didn't. There was no broken bones that they said. Yeah. Okay. So wow. maybe she's just like slightly grabbing on as much as again. I don't know. But. It's a long way down. It is. So the flow of sewage actually carried her away in underwater for a few minutes. But she managed to come up for air. So she's traveling down this... 50 mile an hour. 15. Oh, I thought you said 50. No, 15. I was like, that is very fast. 15 is still fast. 15 is, yeah, you're going at a pretty good clip. I apologize. (laughs) God damn it. I'm not... No, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say I'm sorry again. Okay. That's obviously... Add it to the clip. (laughs) Uh, So she actually was able to remove her jacket and boots for mobility and freedom. So she was able actually to plant her feet and hands on the side of the pipe to stop from being swept away. So now she is stable. Okay. Probably barely. Right. And that way she can see down the line. And what she can see is another well with an iron ladder. Oh, so she's like, oh, Mm-hmm. potentially a way out exactly so she made her way to the iron ladder uh so this iron manhole covering weighed 88 pounds and by the time she get to the top of it she's been in this sewage for an hour oh wow gross and probably just tired as hell yeah. trying to keep herself stable and holding herself against the wall mm-hmm. oh my god so she was un- she was unable to lift this cover oh, the super heavy could- cover yeah i mean she's she's tired yeah and so she just yells for help, just keeps yelling Ugh. and yelling for help. And it's like, it's the middle of the night now. Oh. But fortunately, a woman was taking a late night stroll oh. and she heard her and she went and got two security guards and they got her out. I wonder if this woman who saved her, like, mm-hmm. did she just go on a midnight stroll every night? Yeah. Or did she happen to be like, you know what? The dog's feeling antsy today right. i'm gonna do this walk that i don't normally do and then happen to save this girl right like That's i just true. wonder like could be or she couldn't sleep that night yeah or and... just something was some not quite right so she took off and took a walk and then hmm. ended up saving a life Seriously? i'm presuming <laughs> yes <laughs> uh so they called an ambulance and they got him to the hospital and both mother and baby survived Ugh. They were okay. That's good. Yeah. She was actually okay. Like no major infections or anything? No major infections. I mean, she had the gash on her head, which Mm. they closed up. Didn't say anything about broken bones. So it sounds like it was just the head wound that really... Well, head wound's enough. Yeah, that's that's true. Absolutely. It's not just a head wound. I'm sorry. Yes. It's... Gosh, Caitlin. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, But the... Okay, so... I don't know why they did this. So an officer did take her statement, but they did not want to investigate it. So he made her sign a different statement that she fell down herself. What? Because they asked for her registration papers and she didn't have any. So if she stayed quiet, they wouldn't look into her illegal habitation. Oh, so she was living illegally with Sergey. I guess so. And mm. mm-hmm. I wonder like, how many crimes get swept under the rug because of someone's immigration status right. or something. How like, awful. I bet that happens. I'm sure it happens in the U.S. 
Oh, all I'm the sure. Time. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't want to get caught and get deported. So I'm just going to keep quiet or I'm not going to make a fuss over this terrible thing that already happened yeah, to me. No, oh. Exactly. Six months later. Okay. She sees this man <gasps> out on a walk. Oh. And he is shocked to see her. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> he asked for another walk, which she declined. I hope so. I'd be like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Yeah. Uh, I said, one time was enough for me. <laughs> yeah. So, but he didn't go after he her. He didn't pursue her further? No. I mean, six months and he wasn't caught. So I'm guessing he, she just didn't I want to know how many other ladies he's perhaps thrown down these manholes. Oh, I'll tell you. Oh, okay. So I, it's not just poor Mary. It's unfortunately not just poor Mary. It wasn't until June uh, 16th of 2006 that he was arrested. Uh, he was caught by police when they discovered a metro ticket in his pocket with the victim's name on it. And surveillance cameras has oh. them walking together um, at the station. A different victim. A different victim. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that victim was found. They saw him on the surveillance. They caught him and he had the ticket with that person's name on it. Oh, wow. So this man, his name is Alexander Pichuskin. Alexander Pichuskin. Which I will apologize again because... Well, actually, yeah. I won't apologize. FM. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I hope we said your name wrong. Exactly. I did on purpose. <laughs> Good one, So, Kevin. thank you. <laughs> so this man was actually a serial killer. And he was being convicted of 48 murders. <gasps> That's mm-hmm. a lot. It is. What uh, do they say a serial killer? It's like after three yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So he usually lured, it was mostly male victims. Oh, but really? Yeah. He would lure them into the park with vodka or um, a game of chess. And... Mm. Then he would bludgeon them with a hammer and throw them down the sewer. Oh like that was God, his. That was his mo. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. I wonder what his thing with the sewer was. If there was some sort of psychological connection. Oh, I don't know. Maybe because that's what he loved to do. His first kill was in 1992 when he was 26 years old. Um, he threw a classmate down the sewer, wow. killing him, and then. That's just what he started to do. I wonder if, like, the sewer was able to, like, wash him away far away from him or something. And so it just ended up being convenient or, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't presume to know the minds of serial killers. Thanks, Caitlin. (laughs) So in 2001, his killing spree, like, began. So he Mm. didn't kill again until 2001. So what did you say the first one was? 1992. Okay, Yeah. yeah. So that's a pretty good, that's nine years. Yeah. But in 2001, like, he started just killing people. Like, he even killed his neighbor for arguing over a dog. He states that he killed 10 people from his apartment complex. Oh, my gosh. And it was two minutes away from the park. From So. Wow. I'm sure, like, I sort of wonder if the police, you know, they had their map up on the wall or whatever, and they're Xing off where the victims were found versus where they lived. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you have all these victims all very close together. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. The only one left is this one dude. It's very, it's very odd. But when they searched his apartment, they found a chessboard with all the murders marking each square of this chessboard. Uh, so they dubbed him the chessboard killer. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he said he killed 63 people. 
Yeah, just how many is it? Was there like is how many spaces are there? Eighty four on a is there chess board? Sixty four. Sixty four. Oh, okay. So he was close to being done. Sixty four, right? So yeah, he said that he claimed a sixty three that he killed fifty eight men and three women. Yeah, he did go for the The men. men. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. So he went to trial and he was convicted on October 24th, 2007. That's my birthday. Oh, it is. (laughs) It's a good thing. He's convicted. He was convicted. convicted, He was convicted of 49 murders. They believe that like around maybe 13 bodies are somewhere missing in the sewer system. Oh, my gosh. They couldn't retrieve them or find them. Yeah, well, and they probably get broken down more mm-hmm. quickly, I would imagine, than just in normal circumstances. Right. But this guy, he asked the court to add 11 victims so his body count can be 60 with the three survivors. Okay. <laughs> right? Fuck yourself. Like, Seriously. Ugh. So Maria was one of the survivors and there was two others. I believe one was actually a young boy that wow. survived. Ugh. So his verdict was life in prison. With the first 15 years to be spent in solitary confinement. <gasps> 15 years mm-hmm. in solitary confinement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he dead? Uh, No, he's like I in mean, his 50s I mean, I would like right now, try to kill myself if I was in solitary for 15 fucking years. He was born in nine, uh, 74. He was born in 74. Okay. So he's still alive. Yeah. And in prison. Yeah, he's only mm. like 48. I know, because I can do math based on my own birthday. Oh, shit. <laughs> But a week after the conviction, his lawyers made an appeal for a more lenient sentence, and the jury said, nope. <laughs> uh, you're going to solitary confinement for 15 years, brah. Honestly, no. it was probably, I mean, I would imagine it's probably like pedophiles or something in prison. You know, there's certain mm-hmm. crimes, you know, that don't get treated well. Right. And so maybe it was a relief to get be put into solitary. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like a nightmare to me, but. Seriously. Um, don't kill people, then don't go to jail. They actually brought in Maria to identify him after he was uh, arrested oh. to see if this was the same man that attacked her, even though her statement like, uh, said so. Yes, it is. Yep. Absolutely. Ugh. So Maria gave birth to a beautiful baby. I don't know if it was a girl or boy. They, they, it's not much about Maria, honestly. Um, it was probably want to be more. Him. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she wants some privacy now, honestly. Yeah, I would. She survived a serial killer. Uh, but how it's so scary it's so scary but she was a uh, smart and brave and strong and get a girl yes but i feel so bad that they wouldn't like you're illegal so we're not going to help you find your like attempted murderer yeah like, you sad. fell in yeah, yeah right. you fell in here's a statement i don't want to do paperwork i don't want to investigate i don't want to deal with well it doesn't matter if they're like an immigrant or not just deal with the case yeah I mean, it's well still and how many people could have been saved exactly yeah they had looked into it. Yeah. Because that was 2002. Was, yeah, it was like four years yeah. before he was caught. Mm-hmm. So he probably had quite a few more of those squares filled out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is there still a human being, people? Just because they don't have a paper to say I can be here. Like, yeah. they're still a human being. So I don't understand. But she survived. She's happy, healthy, and sir thriving. Yes. Sir thriving. That's right. All right, Hi. Michelle. Well, I feel like I'm going to take the energy down a little bit, if you will, because we're going back uh, to Germany. Actually, this is technically Poland, I think, is where we're going to. Okay. So this story is about 
Are you apologize? Yes, I'm gonna fucking apologize <laughs> for the name. Oh, Philip Mazel. You just gotta say it with confidence, like I did. Philip Mazel. Yeah. yeah, that's his name. There you go. There it is. Boom. He's like, bitch, that's not my name at all. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Philip and Bella. Okay, cute. Were born in 1922 in <laughs> Vilna. I think it's Poland, but it was. Uh, it's now Lithuania. Oh, so okay. this was back, you know, mm. quite a, a hundred years ago. A hundred years ago. <laughs> so in 1922. So uh, Philip and Bella are twins. Oh, cute. And so they grow up and they actually have a pretty decent childhood. You know, they're living with their family all as well. Okay. And then uh, World War II broke out ah! in 1939. Coming out of a time of relative stability, he had Hitler's army invade his country. Oh my gosh. And imposed several severe laws on Jewish citizens. Right. So Philip and his family were all moved out of their home Mm -hmm. and then moved into a ghetto. In oh. the, the Vilna Ghetto, which okay. apparently is fairly infamous. Oh, so I don't, I don't if you're not familiar with ghettos, not. this is actually where the term, you know, in the ghetto, ghetto, yeah, came from. Oh. You know, we have uh, is the Jewish ghettos, which were areas set up by um, the Germans. Here, I have a whole definition here for Ooh. us. It was one of the first steps in the Nazi plan to murder all the Jews in Europe. Oh my god! So what they did is they ordered pretty much all the Jewish people to be segregated from mm-hmm. their communities and moved into these much smaller communities. Okay. So they ended up being really over um overpopulated mm. and you know the living conditions were not great they were just small little hovels of homes and that type of thing mm-hmm. i mean before they were living in their normal homes and enjoying their normal lives right. and then boom you're moved over to this like shitty little house and in this area where you can't really you're not allowed to leave you there was a lot of very, very strict conditions. So mm-hmm. it's like you couldn't leave. You couldn't, you had to be in your house by so-and-so time. Oh, wow. Just a lot of your rights mm-hmm. were really just stripped Take away. away. Yeah. Okay. And at that point, they started having to wear the yellow mm. stars on their jackets right. to show that they were Jewish and, you know, were lesser class citizens. Or, Terrible. You know, yeah. I mean, oh it's like gosh. I can't even hardly imagine and actually they talk about that they asked philip could you imagine this happening to you like when you were younger and he was like no yeah (laughs) so the ghetto was the first step and so there was limited space limited resources there was severe overcrowding a lot of starvation and a lot of disease so life was not amazing in the ghetto but Philip and Bella and his family were actually able to make the most of it. Okay. He found that there was a lot of sort of rich cultural traditions that were still being carried out Aww. there, you know, and okay. so he was able to experience a lot of that. So, yeah, life wasn't great, but they made the most of it. Yeah. Essentially. So, yeah, he said no one could ever imagine the changes and complete disruption to their lives. Now, even now, looking back, he still can't understand how that sort of discrimination and oppression was sort of allowed to run rampant. Right. And so, but what he found is that a lot of people who weren't Jewish just sort of turned a blind eye and just 
Sad. didn't reach out to help and like hey this shitty thing is happening to this whole population of people mm-hmm. so these people are getting moved into ghettos and all these things they're having to wear the star as i said and no one was standing up for them and so the nazis arrived in his hometown of vilna in 1941 and that's when that that vilna ghetto was established. Mm-hmm. And so along with the rest of the population, he was forced to live there and he lived there for two years. So there was disease and starvation. Uh, but again, he was able to make the most of it. He was able to sort of enjoy his cultural traditions still, which was helped him keep an optimistic outlet. Right. Or outlook, excuse me. But then there was the liquidation of the ghetto. Okay. So what ended up happening is Philip and his family mm-hmm. were all separated and then sent to concentration camps. <gasps> no. I know, it's like the worst, like, the worst thing that you, I can't even imagine. No, absolutely not. And uh, he said the conditions were extremely cruel in this uh, concentration camp that he, he was He was separated in. from his twin too? Yes. Oh. So now he's alone Aww. in this concentration camp. Okay. Here we go. This is a German name. He was in the Dotmergen concentration camp. Okay. Um, All I really know is Auschwitz. Yeah, Auschwitz is the most famous, I would say. So in there, he was sent to work tirelessly for the Nazis. He had to labor every day, Mm -hmm. and he was given one piece of bread every day. And so what he would find is that he would eat his piece of bread in the morning and then he wouldn't be able to sleep at night because he was so hungry. And so what he started doing was he would eat half of his one piece of bread and then save the other half for right before he went to bed. And so that was his way of sort of portioning out, portioning it out and making his life a little bit more livable there. I mean, I, yeah, I can't even, he said the hap- one of the happiest days of his entire life uh-huh. was he reached into his pocket and he found a little piece of bread that was the size of a fingernail. <gasps> and we're like so excited to just have that one little morsel. Oh that, I mean, God. can you imagine? Like I just got freaking goosebumps just <laughs> telling my own story. Oh my God. So, so Philip endured some of the most atrocious conditions in these concentration camps and clearly he was losing weight he had no idea where any of his family was and then he was sent on a death march no so i had to learn i was like i i can imagine what a death march is Mm -hmm. but what is a death march and so i actually looked it up so near the end of the war germany's military force was collapsing at that point and the Allied armies, you know, the U.S. and I think England were mm-hmm. in, I think I want to say the French, but I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they were closing in on the concentration camps. Right. They were getting close to being discovered. They Good. had Soviets approaching from the east, the British, French, and Americans from the west. So they began to, the Germans began to frantically move out mm. prisoners from these concentration camps. And that's what these death marches are. So the prisoners were first taken by train and then by foot on death marches uh they were forced to march long distances in the bitter bitter cold with little or no food or water Mm. or rest and then those who could not keep up were shot (gasps) and so that ended up being why they were called the death marches is because 
they would start off with like 7,000 Jewish people from concentration camps and 700 would be killed along the way. Yeah. He said on the 10th day of the march, 700 people were murdered. (gasps) And then once a lot of them, actually the marches reached the shores of the sea, they were just forced to go into the sea and drown. I mean, so it was just like really just terrible. So in 1945, he was on one of these death marches Mm -hmm. when actually he was liberated. So this march was discovered. And so they were able to actually free all the people that were on this particular death march. And so I know it's like, ah. And so this is where it's a little, it's kind of hard to find details of what actually happened kind of in that time but so he mm. was liberated yeah but now it's just him oh. and so he's now thinking of bella his twin sister mm-hmm. and the rest of his family and as it turns out the rest of his family was killed <gasps> but no. he was actually able to find his twin sister bella in oh. 1945 <gasps> really so they, uh they were able to reunite and oh together God. i know Together, they immigrated to Australia, of all places. Yes. Fucking Australia. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and he actually, at that point, was able to start a family of his own and started working hard to provide for them. And so, it's like, oh, you know, at least he's got someone. And so, he said for him, reuniting with his sister was... Mm -hmm just all huge. he needed yeah, yeah it was like just such a huge change in his life and just made him feel much more optimistic so how was... old were they when they reunited did it say or uh they are 23 when they reunite yeah, when they reunited oh so they were separated what did i say in 1941 so he was born in 22 he was put in the ghetto in 1941. So yeah, they must have been uh, separated in, for four years. Wow. At that point. Ugh. So after many years, Philip started to sort of find he had an itch, I guess okay. is sort of how he described it. And he wanted to start connecting and getting down the stories of other survivors, of Whoa. other Holocaust Ugh. survivors. What a sweet man. So, yeah. He started this interview project. And so for the next 30 years, he would spend four days a week recording the testimonies of other Holocaust survivors. Wow. And so he was able, over the years, he was able to record over 1,400 testimonies. Oh, my gosh. No, It was any really gave survivors like himself opportunities to tell their stories and Ugh. and to really educate other Australians about what happened. I mean, oh, okay. even to this day, there's people who don't believe that the Holocaust oh, I happened. Know. It's, so... it's like, you just want to punch them in their stupid face. Yeah. And so he was actually able to put together a book. And the name of the book is, it's his... Actually, it just came out in 2021. Oh, it's wow. It's called The Keeper of Miracles. <gasps> Go buy like... that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Keeper it's all of these testimonies of that he's put together over the years. And so him um, and Bella actually just turned 100 Seriously? just last month. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> him and Bella are still kicking it at 100. Oh, and... my gosh. Living life, they're still on Australia. 
Apparently they feel very, very lucky to live there. It sounds like he's actually still uh, trying to even gather more testimonies. Even at even, 100? Yeah, even at this wow. day. He says he's very proud of his technological skills. He's very up to date on social media and he wow. thinks it's an amazing tool to be able to not be isolated mm. and it just becomes really important. So he actually has um, some lessons for life. Oh, that yes, I thought please. I would oh my share. gosh, please. I need it right now. <laughs> I know. These are his most valuable life lessons from his 100 years. Okay. So number one is being tolerant and accepting of others. These are all amazing, by the way. Like, you're just going right. to... How could you have gone through this atrocious, awful thing yeah. for many, many years where you were almost killed and you saw countless people killed around you? And just to be able to come out of this with, these are your life lessons? Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Makes me feel like an asshole. <laughs> like, I'm not getting mad at anyone in traffic again. Yeah, right? So, okay. The first one, uh, be tolerant and accepting of others. Uh, we should be able to educate people to be patient, tolerant, and to accept other people. Okay. We all belong to the same human race as the one, only one race. So Aww. we're all human, goddammit. Um, number two, share what you have. There's enormous pleasure in giving. It is a privilege and you should not take advantage of it. This will bring happiness, the ability to give and not to take. Oh. So number three, show your happiness. It's, <gasps> I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Philip. Uh, it's very important to be optimistic and to show your happiness to others. Number four, love is the best medicine. Religion should teach people to love, not to hate. And this is the most important, important message, not to hate anybody. Number five, every life is very, very valuable. I've learned a lot of facts about the Holocaust, about human nature, and I learned something very, very important. Every life is very, very valuable. If someone can help preserve someone's life, you are doing an enormous deed. Oh, I know. I know. Wow. Number six, understand that every person has a different pair of eyes. Everybody mm. sees the world differently. Everyone has their own personal view of life. That's so, a good one. I that like is, that one. I know. These I are like all the amazing. Yeah, these are good. Uh, number seven, love the work you're doing. I do love the work I'm doing, Caitlin, with you here. <laughs> Aw. If you love what you're doing, hard work is easy. Yes. Boom. Agreed. Number eight, be flexible. You can always learn something more. A person who is flexible and accepts the facts can always learn something more. There is always another truth that is fortunate to learn. Hmm. Uh, number nine, be grateful for every little bit of every good thing. Think about good things that happen in life and forget about the bad times. Be grateful for every little bit of good things we experience. Hmm. Number 10, focus on your attitude. Spiritual and psychological attitude are the most important things in life. Hmm. And number 11, forgive. We should always forgive if we can. That one's so hard, but it he's hard. right. He's it right. It's so crazy. Wow. But he actually, I was surprised since when you said he was a twin, I thought that he was going to be experimented on because they did there a bunch of... There was a lot of twin yeah. experimentations. And actually, I... I was going back to find more research, so uh -huh. my like search was like twins who survived the Holocaust, and it was uh, like experiment after experiment that's after experiment. So crazy. Oh, yeah. it was yeah. They did a lot. Of, they were into some pretty awful shit stuff. I mean, they were they uh, well, according to ancient aliens, of course, oh, they gosh. experimented with time travel, and there was supposedly uh, time travel. Yeah, there. 
And there's some interesting and very compelling information when it comes. Like, there was this bell that they used to keep tethered, Uh and it disappeared. And then they found it, like, 20 years later, way off somewhere. In like okay. crash landed. So they think some of the scientists tried to jump in, took off, and then were able to land 20 years later. Not that Whoa. it had been there for 20 years, yeah. that it just suddenly appeared. So there was all kinds of Spooky. crazy stuff. And I think there was stuff like up in Antarctica. I mean, there was just, they did some weird shit. That's the, weird. Yeah. They were getting into all kinds of craziness. In school, we actually had a Holocaust survivor come and talk to us. Oh, did you? And she said that the she would tell her grandkids that the, the number on her arm was Hitler's phone number. <laughs> like, oh, like, oh my gosh. Try to make them feel better yeah. about the worst things in the world. Exactly, yeah. So she was so sweet, but Aww. what a, a, like experience to have to meet someone like that. But tragic. Yeah. Tragic. I mean, to have the happiest day in your life. Be Find a little piece of bread. A tiny. Uh, like, not even a big piece of bread. No. Oh, God. And you see just, like, photos. And I I mean, I don't know if it's bad to want to go to the museum that they have over there. No, I don't think um, it's bad. I think it's You see it's all those good shoes. good to educate and, yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think the people who don't believe it should go and educate yeah. themselves. Because how can you deny that? I don't know. Just fill up. Yes. Philip and Bella. Still, so still kicking it strong. Their birthday uh, was just in July. So oh my gosh. They're 101 month. That's so sweet. No. Oh my gosh. I'm surprised they lived that long in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't get like bit by some strange bug or get a bat landed on right? their face or some sea creature came up and ate them on the shore. No, we love Australia. They're one of our top listeners. I know. That's the one country that... Thank it, you, Australia. We do love you. so bad. You there. just hear horror stories. Yeah, everything just seems really scary in Australia. Their food sounds good. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yum. I could go for some food. Sorry, we're getting off track. I know. I apologize. Philip, you oh. are an inspiration. I definitely want to read that book. Yes. That sounds amazing because that's really much what we're doing here. I mean, we're not, we're telling other people's stories of survival, but if you can hear all those people's, because everyone's experience was totally different there because there were different camps, there was different jobs, there were different things that they had him do, which was all fucked up. The Keeper of Miracles. It's on Amazon? Now here it is. Yeah. (gasps) Oh. It's on Kindle. There's Philip. So sweet. Oh my gosh. Hardcover. You know what? I'm just ordering it. Are you right now? Yep. I'm getting the big one. I'm not going for the free. Bye now. Damn. It's on Hard its way. Cover on its way. Aw. Good job, Philip. Yeah. Good story, Michelle. What a good uh, find. I was looking for something where someone like was 100 and then survived something. Oh. And as far as I know, that has. I mean, I'm sure it exists, but I couldn't find oh. it. <laughs> so I came across this story of Philip and Bella, and I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? They just turned 100. Yes. Absolutely. Just like us. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Uh, well, good job, Philip, and good job, uh, Maria, as well. Well, <laughs> wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Well, happy 100th episode, Michelle. Oh, here's should two. we have a little, a little, cheers, a little cheers? Yeah, here's a little clink for you guys. Cute. Hopefully uh-huh. that wasn't too bad. Yeah, I kind of sound kind of dull. Like, yeah, don't let's try again. Okay.
That's a little uh, better. All right. <laughs> Probably the same. It's the same. Maybe a little louder. It's like clink, clink. Mm-hmm. Michelle sipping in the background. <laughs> it's so funny. Just in the background. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Look out for the giveaway, which is tomorrow. So, please... Uh, like that photo, comment about it, and give it a share so people uh, can listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Let's let's get Come some on, more guys. people. Like... Let's get our listenership up to above four. Yes. yes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goals. Hey, we we're doing fine. We're doing good. It's that's more right. than that. It's, it's more than that. But uh, so we hope you enjoy this episode, and we appreciate every listener that we have so thank you so much for following us along this this far and hopefully a hundred more you know so uh, we'll see you next time bye bye